1: Living like you're living Living like you're living Caught up in the make-believe Lost in your dream Get ghetto people Stop giving up your self-respect Stop it, ghetto people Talking to my people Yeah I can take some strange turns on you Living with the things thrown at you leave you in the cold a day that's not worth having. Chances on the shore, falls a you never gonna feel what you need when what you really want inside. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? What's with your life? Running like a red disease. Get to be so. Stop doing what you're doing to yourself. You got to learn to love yourself. Get to be.
2: You are listening to African Perspectives where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Taimiri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured a libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zonghai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankaray at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we pour this libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity. Because some of us are a slave to vice to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement, Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tuttman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad Ashe. you are listening to time for an Awakening media part of the black Talk radio network for podcasts or live programming hit them up at time for awakening.com Good morning African world you are listening to African perspectives here on the motherland media network on time for awakening.com and radio network.com and I am your host Baba Oshi Hotep family hope everything was well, is well with you today we had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you wanted to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hope the weather was accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it wasn't then you had to get it done, you got it done. Because that's the kind of brother or sister that you is. And that's why we appreciate you. You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 12 central, 9 to 11 mountain or 8 to 10 Pacific. Read any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. And the drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that. And there will be programs that are dated and titled. Thanks to my good brother. My technical assistance, Brother Kwaku, whose birthday it is today, my brother. That's right, Brother Kwaku's birthday it is today. And I know he's going to have a good day. He deserves it. I know, but I know he's got work to do, so that's how you know, he's always at work. So, Brother Kweku, thank you. Appreciate you, man. You know it. Also, too, if you want to do a shortcut, just go to whatever search engine you might use. You know, Firefox, uh, Google, whatever. Put in babaoshi.net b a b a o s h i dot net and once again programs that are dated and titled thanks to my good brother Quaku birthday man that's right other programming we have here on time for an awakening this program every Monday Wednesday and Friday eleven a.m. to one p.m. and in all times they're going to give our Eastern times and um, we used to have a whole bunch of programs on Mondays <laughs> yeah. But on Tuesdays, we got the Black Reality Think Tank this tomorrow evening from 8 to 10. Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. We still have programs on Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. Well, Friday, yeah. Friday, we got um, Time for an Awakening at 8 p.m. on Fridays with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays at 7 p.m., the Sankofa Elders Council. On Saturdays and then, then on Sunday, time for an awakening once again with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And a number to call us, 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Yeah. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. We Buy Black dot com yeah yeah africa for the african africa for the africans brother Bomani, i can't say enough love this brother for what he has done and what he continues to do and he is moving our people in the direction of what is more importantly sovereignty for african people that's right i mean by asking you to repatriate by asking you to invest that's gonna move us to sovereignty. I mean, a lot of other things are necessary in that direction, but he's helping. He's no doubt. He's he's exposing you. He's trying to get you there. He's trying to show you. And everything that you need is on the website. Go to Africa for the org. Africa for the Africans dot org. An uh, upcoming trip is November seventeenth through the twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. To Tanzania, thirty eight hundred dollars. And then December 24th to January 5th, 2023, dollars to Ghana. And then uh, March 30th to April 10th, $3,800. Senegal and Gambia. And then May 24th to June 5th, 2023, dollars once again to Ghana, West Africa. And then. July 20th to the 29th. July 20th through the 29th, 2023. $3,800. Liberia. A trip to Liberia. And then November 16th to to November 27th. November 16th to November 27th. 2023. Still only $3,800. Tanzania. And then December 24th, 2023 to January 4th, 2024. $4,000. South Africa, brothers and sisters, everything that you need is on the website, the opportunity for you to invest, to buy land in Ghana, to repatriate, to repatriate to a Pan-African community in Ghana. All that stuff is right there for you. Go to Africa for the Africans. If uh, you want to see pictures, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. And the thing about that, the pictures are updated, the videos are updated. So some of the most current uh, tours will be right there for you. Africa for the Africans.org. Abasha. Habesha Incorporated. Habesha stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad, and the, the projects that they have: the Habesha Works Project, Black Trail Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and the Urban Green Jobs. They're doing it. Um, the Kashi Project. There's going to be a launch that's going to be October 8th through the 17th of this year. Go to the website. Go to and for more information, go to Habesha. Habesha Incorporated dot org forward slash kashi key key k-a-s-i k-a-s-i kashi so kabasha org forward slash kashi kashi to get the, the the pertinent information all right the ledge group ledge stands for the environmental development for group economics they deal in the areas, four areas of human existence that are vital to human existence, and that is food, water, clothing, and shelter, and providing those things at 12 projects that they have ongoing in, in six different countries on the continent, and over 172 employed and over 260 members, the Ledge Group. And if you are a member, if you are a member or want to become a member, you know, contact the Ledge Group. And if you are a member, you have the opportunity to purchase land in Tanzania Two hundred fifty dollars an acre, just two hundred fifty dollars an acre of land. I tell you, <sighs> B-b-a-t-o-me, Bibiatumi a b i b i t u m i, Bibiatumi.com dot com, a b i b i t u m i. Great programs, the community, the community university. They got going. Uh, learn languages. You can learn anywhere from Kiswahili to. Various other languages. I mean, Bibi Atumi, I love B.B.Atumi.com. Because yeah, it deals with African liberation, African self-determination, ending oppression, and African sovereignty. Sovereignty. <laughs> Man, nothing better. It's my pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-M-A-Y. Excuse me. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. SMI Pharmacy brothers and sisters contact Brother Jabril at 731 327-6229 that's 731 327-6229 at SMI Pharmacy if you would love to plan to get off medications, prescription medication, because medication, you know they're detrimental now I understand that some of those things because of some people's health are necessary but boy once that you can man imagine getting off of them And being in a holistic program. You know. Contact Smy Pharmacy. Contact Brother Jabril. He can write a plan for you. If you want to communicate by email. Email. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y At gmail.com Smy Pharmacy at gmail.com Yeah. I tell you. That would be the thing to do. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I know. Uh, with Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located on the West End here in Atlanta across the street from the Soul Vegetarian Restaurant or down the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna which is open now on weekends from 1 to oh, oh yes that's right I need to get the information about the Shrine's um, um, August program because you know today is August 1st Black August family that's what we're going to talk about today Black August August 1st Um. yeah uh, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar delicious smooth fruities, fruit smoothies and health drinks and also too they serve vegan food on Saturday and Sunday you know about 10-15 dollars a plate somewhere, know, somewhere around there you know so check out Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar if you want to give them a call Call it 404-444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. With Dada's. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Contact Mama Nia. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, T-shirts, figurines, and you name it. It's a great place. The Medu Bookstore, if you're looking for a book and she doesn't have it, believe me, she'll get it for you. She's done it for me three times. So give her a call at 404 346-3263. That's 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. (sighs) Yeah. The other bookstore we promote is Kazimde Ajamu's Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. That's right. Give Brother Kazimde a call. He's in um, east of here off I-20. East of here off I-20 in Lithonia. Give them a call at 770-305-6373-770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the black dot. And also, too, the next exit east of where the black dot is, is exit 75, Turner Hill Road, to take you to the new Black Wall Street Market. Brothers and sisters, the new Black Wall Street Market is located right there in Stonecrest. And so check it out. I-20 East, exit 75, Turner Hill Road, exit and go to the right, stay straight, at the third light, make a right, and there will be on the left, the new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us to economic development, cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa Cooperative Economics and uh, they have their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night at 9pm at 9pm on blog talk radio you can go to blog talk radio dot com you know you can do that uh, or you can give them a call at 929-477-2789 that's 929-477-2789 us lifting us Every Thursday night from 9 to 10. The Homeland Village, they're closed on Mondays, but from Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Homeland Village in Macon, Georgia, doing great things. My contact, my good brother, brother B.J. at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. And brothers and sisters, believe me, he, he, you'll be amazed. If you're up, if you're in the Macon area, please go by and see him. He's he's at 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon. You know, give him a call and get you there. And believe me, you'll see he he has what you need, believe me. Sun God Essential One Stop Natural Shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall booth 225 for more information contact my sister shelly amonset at 404 434 7963 that's 404 434 7963 sun goddess sense your one-stop natural shop also two brothers and sisters go to the website for sanjay haiti and see the great work that sister gabby aurelia has been doing Gabby really, Hill, and Sister Gabby has been on it working with those young people. Uh, Sanjay, S O N J E dash, A Y I T I dot org. Sanjay dash, dot org. And of course, I love what Baba Baruti and Mama Yah are doing. You know, they have been on the case. Can't say enough about them and today is the first day of school today is the first day of school August 1st here in the Atlanta area school starts early an African centered online school tutorial program the Ockerman Institute is a full time African centered school beginning its 24th year of the operation courses include math, language arts, science art, social studies including American and, uh, and American African history. And the game of chess courses are taught by instructors who have experience educating elementary through college level students. Now, the grades it deals with, of course, are grades four through 12. Okay, Some flow fourth grade to 12th grade. Okay. And is this year, this academic school year, beginning today uh, 2022 to 2023, they, they'll be getting out, I think, in May of next year. And it'll be done via Zoom. Contact Mama Ya or Baba Baruti at 404 404 753 7237 404 753 7237 Email Ya Barudi at Yahoo or Mu Baruti at Yahoo. Okay. All right. And this um this Saturday, um uh, this Saturday, the men's quarterly, the topic for Baba Baruti at uh from twelve noon to two PM is Warriors, Negroes and Lost Souls. Warriors, Negroes and Lost Souls. It's ten dollars and five dollars for Warriors and Training, and you can you can send that through PayPal to Yaho at Yahoo, or you can cash app at Dollar Sign Ya Baruti. Make sure you include the title, warriors, Negroes, and lost souls, your name, and the email address that they can send you the link. Okay? All right. And then, of course, for yacht the same day, this Saturday, but her program is from 4 to 6. From 4 to 6, our life lessons equal life blessings. Our life lessons equal life blessings, and that's $10 for um, uh, for adults and $5 for teens. And once again, it's the women's quarterly. And so we want you to include our life's lessons, your name, and your email address so they can send you the link. And of course, uh, coming soon in November, November 19th, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Kibuka. Remembering the Ma'afa through the eyes of our ancestors. Dynamic presentation, family. Dynamic. Tell you more as the time comes up. It's all right. All right. Get to the Inye Saysim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. And then we'll talk more about all of some other things that happen. We'll talk about the death of Bill Russell and uh, Nicole Nichelle Nicole from Star Trek she made her transition to Nichelle Nichols Nichelle Nichols she made her transition I said Nicole (laughs) my bad y'all Okay, my bad the Say State of Daily Revolutionary Thought July 34th July 31st For African people to talk about building up the African community, marrying other African people, spending money in the African community, educating the children in the community and supporting other African people is neither racism nor racist. It is a collective self-preservation and good common sense. My dear friend and brother, Renoko Rashidi, who died tomorrow, one year ago, Tomorrow, August 1st, he died. He's also born in this month. We're going to have a tribute to him once again in this month, Brother Dr. Renoko Rashidi. And uh, that's why we call this Black August. So much stuff happened in this month, believe me. I identify as African. That's who I am. I do not identify with menticide as Negroes and lost souls do or with some fantasy stolen from what I envy and can never possibly be, as Urugu does. I only identify with my African warrior ancestors, the African warriors who are now uncompromisingly being the frontline vision, the warriors in training who are being reared by those warriors to be the power in our future, and the generations of warriors they themselves will produce to carry forth nothing less than our sovereign torch. I identify as African. That's who I am, always have been, and always will be. I say, I say, I say, I say, oh. Affirm, in every area of life and living, I identify as African. Affirm, in every area of life and living, I identify as African. August 1st. Africans in the diaspora have mostly functioned as survival units instead of developmentally empowering families and communities. Being broken and in survival mode moves us further away from sovereignty. What is needed to move us towards sovereignty is our families and community and a total understanding of where we currently are. A true understanding of European colonization and, the, and, and Caucasian nationalism and remember uh, there's no difference between Caucasian nationalism and Christianity nationalism which is being pushed. Same thing. Is the only way to protect our psyche from the deterioration of European agenda. In order for African families to continue the re-Africanization and nation-building process, families must teach African children to reject racism and European Caucasian extremism, racism and privilege, white supremacy. In every area of human existence, sovereignty can only be obtained through strong, self-sustaining families and communities. I repeat, strong, self-sustaining families and community. That's Sister Nzinga Afua. Chaos is growing all around us, but but we are almost completely distracted from what can be done to remove it because we focus on individual survival. Instead of cleansing the air in our spaces, we are putting the bulk of our energies into trying to figure out better ways to breathe within this pollution we know to be hell we know that this cannot change but instead of looking to who we are and have always been for vital for vital solutions to the racism that aspires to caucasian supremacy most must create enforce and honor in order to be we seek to find a way out while staying within that deteriorating agenda. We keep trying to find a way to change this shit. Man, because our psyches have been weakened from being survival units for so long and the commitment, work, and difficulty involved in breaking from that we cannot see the obvious. We cannot be ourselves without sovereignty and sovereignty requires that we first uncompromisingly strengthen our families, our community. Affirm, I am re-Africanizing. Affirm, I am re-Africanizing. That's the work that must be done. The N.A. of daily revolutionary thought. Ah. <sighs> That's right, Sister Nichelle Nichols, Star Trek fame, Lieutenant Uhura. And of course, Uhura is Wahili, which means freedom. So, I mean, that was great right there, you know. But it was the 60s. Star Trek was the 60s, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to push forward uh, ways, you know, that they could deal with this, you know. And so. Being the '60s, a lot of change. <laughs> one of the things that I, I I've said about the '60s, in my understanding, having grown up in it, so I, I guess I can, I should be able to speak on it. I was in, my, I was in it, you know. But one of the things, that even though I was embracing it, I was embracing my African self. My, my oldest daughter and our first, my first wife, she made some daishikis for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that was the deep part about it. We didn't have a strong enough cultural component, a re-Africanization component within it. All it was was trying to get the cracker to be more humane, to allow us to be. Uh, as free as we could be within his within his system we wanted to change the system for us it's his system and and without us not understanding that wasted decades decades and I know we had a lot of Negroes still today but back then who firmly believed that the democratic process could work for us. That somehow we could get into that voting booth and get into City Hall and State Capitol and, and, and Congress, Congress and Senate, whatever. It worked for us. Our condition to me as far as I'm concerned is worse today than it was 50 years ago. Particularly from a mental standpoint. From a cultural psychological standpoint. But sister Michelle Nichols broke ground. You know and one of the big groundbreaking things was the kiss that happened between her and Captain Kirk. Which of course the aliens forced it because the aliens used. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it before. I mean, you know, I remember Star Trek well. I mean, her and um, Thelma are two characters that I pff, was enamored with. I was in love with. You know, they were beautiful women. They were beautiful sisters. You know, Thelma. She looks great. She still looks great. In fact, I saw her twice, about 15 years ago now. (laughs) Yeah, one time in Milwaukee. She she had a book How She wrote a book. And then one time in Chicago, you know, at the arts thing. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she passed. She was 89 years old. And, of course, Bill Russell passed. He was 88 years old. Bill Russell. You know What's interesting about it, and I read some things in, uh, on Bill Russell, and, of course, grew up in... Here's a here's a true story about Bill Russell as far as, you know... In fact, all stories are true. Like, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm trying to tell him, I ain't trying to bullshit nobody. But I met Bill Russell... I um, didn't really meet him. We were walking in the airport. Uh, I was going to D.C. for our Black Firefighters Conference, for a conference of black firefighters. We had a, our office was in D.C. I think I might have been even president at the time. I'm not sure, but definitely on the board. So I'm going to D.C. I took Midwest Express. I loved to fly Mid- Midwest Express when it was in existence. Man, real silverware, a real meal. You can get champagne. I mean, Midwest Express was the bomb. And I had two people that had uh, uh, um, were were working with Midwest Express, so I utilized that to to a point. So I'm on the plane, and on the plane with me, because it was the All Star Game in DC, was Glenn Glenn was Ray Allen, Ray Allen, and the Big Dog. That's right, Glenn Robinson. Lynn Robinson and Ray Allen, they were going, they were picked for the All-Star Game, so they're on the plane, and so so we landed in uh, D.C. National. I will never, me, I will never call that airport after Ronald Reagan, who broke the Air Traffic Controllers Union, busted the Air Traffic Controllers Union, and they have the gall, the mitigated gall and timidity to name the airport after him. To hell with Ronald, I can't stand Ronald Reagan. Well, you know me, I got a lot of people I can't stand. <laughs> so we got into D.C. National and on our way to get our bags, Bill Russell was going there. And, I, you know, I'm talking, I'm walking with him and talking to him. I said, Mr. Russell, you know, a lot of love and a lot of respect for you. And I do. I do. I had a lot of love and respect for the brothers that played in Boston. I hate Boston. I hate Boston has a city. The racism that is Boston, you know, and so forth, but I I gave them props, but I, I didn't I never want the Celtics to win. And this is why. Because I said, Hey, you know, I said, I, I love the Lakers, I love Devlin Bailey. You could let him win one, couldn't you? He looked down at me, looked at me, smiled. No. All right, Mr. Russell. <laughs> yeah, Elgin Baylor. So man, I you know, I, I suffered for many years. Man, in fact, I 69, I thought it was that was that was going to be it, 69. Game 7 in L.A. Damn. Anyway, Bill Russell passed away at 88 yesterday and uh And what's interesting is the accolades given to Bill Russell in terms of being a player. Now, I looked at Bill Russell then and now looking at him objectively, he was not a great player. He wasn't. He was a tremendous rebounder, tremendous defensively. Offensively, he wasn't that good, but he was a winner. He was fortunate to be on a high school team that won Uh, the city championship in Oakland for two years he was on a college team that won the national championship for two years the San Francisco Dons he was with the Boston Celtics that won 11 championships in 13 years 11 championships in 13 years one break was uh, uh, 67 when Philadelphia beat him and he was coached then he was that was his first year as coach. And then he won sixty-eight and sixty-nine eh, against the Lakers. Eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. And in the fifties he lost to Saint Louis, St. Louis Hawks that that moved from Milwaukee. That's right, the Milwaukee Hawks. Milwaukee, Atlanta's got Milwaukee teams, you know, Atlanta, the Hawks uh and the the uh Braves. Yeah, and it had a lot of players from Milwaukee when they were an expansion football team, the Falcons. But anyway, not Milwaukee, Green Bay. But anyway, um, yeah, let me know what you think. Give give me a call at 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832, and and give me your perspective on, we're also going to talk today, uh, probably after the, after the break about uh, Black August, all the things that are going to be happening in August that uh, that we need to talk about. But, yeah, Bill Russell, you know, I, I never, he would never, you know, Will dominated him statistically, you know. Will got 55 rebounds on him. Will was an athlete, man. Will was massive, you know, and, and, and Bill Russell was like 6'9", six, 6'10". Let's give him 6'10". No. He could jump. He was athletic. He wasn't a scorer. He didn't even shoot 60% from the free throw line. About 30-some percent from the field. Might have been more because, you know, back then, he, uh, they, they, uh, they didn't... They, since they didn't have the three-point line, the object of course was get the closest you can to shoot a shot that you could score you know get as close as you can mid range game that's why I love Oscar in the mid range game that he have Oscar Robinson you know so there were no three points you weren't going to shoot a 20 footer you know sometimes they did cause especially when, they, when the shot clock came into being they had to bring in the shot clock because, you know, professional games, you had to do that. College games, they didn't put a shot clock in until, what, the 80s. Because North Carolina, I remember North Carolina, man, in the 70s and, and before, the, 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 the stall game, the four corners. And they had a brother named Phil Ford who was quick as lightning, you know. And he makes his move until finally he get as 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 they wanted to score or stall the ball, you had to foul him and made free throws. So, you know, they realized that, hey, we need a shot clock too. So instead of a 24-second clock, they put a 30-second shot clock into the college game. And so Russell, tremendous rebounder, tremendous defensive player, It's fortunate because I can just think that in high school and college and the Olympics... He won wanted, he wanted every level. He is the, he is arguably, no, there is no argument. The greatest winner in team sports history. The greatest winner in team sports history. His contribution, his leadership. His leadership his willing to do sometimes what could be considered the dirty work of rebounding playing defense while he had other cats that would do the offense one cat he had with him a lot was of course KC Jones then there was Sam Jones John Havlicek, Tommy Heinsohn all of these cats were the Boston Celtics were a better team a better team <sighs> yeah because you know so, I, so this morning listening to you know the you know well, one of the things that is dominating this morning sports of course is the decision handed down by some judge to suspend Deshaun Watson for whatever might have happened with those massage massage women so they didn't talk as much as they would have about Bill Russell but listening to Mike Wilbon uh from Chicago who is on PTI which is a program I watched from its very inception now been on some 20 years man but Michael Wilbon he just said emphatically if you have a Mount Rushmore basketball with Wilt Chamberlain if Bill Russell is not on it then it's not legit if Bill Russell is not on that Mount Rushmore well I'm going to tell you he shouldn't be on it Yes, he was the winner, the consummate winner. But from a statistic standpoint, outside of rebounding, playing defense, you know? But it shows you what all other things that are involved to make a good player and a good team, a good team. And see, what's interesting about rebounding back then the, the the Celtics were one of the first known fast breaking teams. They shot the ball, they missed, and, 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 and because they shot so close, rebounds didn't fly out. When you shoot a 20 a, a footer, 25 foot long, 22 footer, sometimes you can get long rebounds. It hits the rim and bam, or the back of the rim, bam, it goes out. But when you're playing in that era, Shots are closer. And so they don't bang, hit the rim, and fly out. No, they just fall, and then you, you grab the rebound. And Bill Russell would grab the rebound, the outlet pass, and the way they went. More, They had opportunities for more shots to be taken. Unfortunately, they were not good shooters. <laughs> they were not good shooters. That's why, that's why they averaged 20 rebounds a game. <laughs> that's why Bill Russell I think his high for rebounding might have been 50 something rebounds I know Will Chamberlain's high was 55 rebounds in a game because those guys were not good shooters Elgin Baylor averaged 20 rebounds a game at 6-5 my idol Elgin Baylor because guys were not good shooters they were good they weren't, the cats today, are. let's just be real. And, and some could make the argument, they try to at least, saying that, well, the t- the, you know, there were less teams and so more concentration of talent. Really? <laughs> Very, you had on those teams some talented players and some cats that really were not. They were decent players, but they really were not. <laughs> I remember when the Bucks first started in 68, was it 67? Whatever. They had these cats on their night. One cat was Dave Gamby, <laughs> Toby Kimball, you know, John Block. These cats were they would be they wouldn't <laughs> these guys were terrible. You know? Man. And, and and if you were on the bench back then. See today all the way to the end of the bench, a cat that probably, is very, he can play. He can play. I remember playing against Guy Rogers. Guy Rogers was, was a hell of a player. He was he was there when Wilt scored that hundred. You know? Probably had a boo-cool assist in that game at the YMCA in Milwaukee, downtown wide, playing against Guy Rogers. But of course he was old, then he it was in that expansion draft that uh, Milwaukee he chose him and Wayne Embry Wayne dewall Embry got a chance to know Wayne Embry and his wife uh he got into the McDonald's franchise business with another local brother 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 Sherman, yeah, but I mean you know back then they are guys have put so much in you know they didn't make as much they had to work in their off seasons and so forth you know that's just a fact hey ochi hey what's up jay not much man don't tell me you heartbroken over this from google lovers death no of course not i'm just i'm i'm just uh, stating an opinion or perspective yeah, uh, you know, I know he, he he he, you know he married a sister years ago. That's what, his kids. But he 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 got this Caucasian young Caucasian chick. I guess to you know, just help him out in this latter part to of his life. Take him
3: glory, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. You I know. mean,
3: I I I just I just could never understand it. You know, I got people mad at me now for saying it. But how do you ever forgive somebody that would take a shit in your bed? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you ever feel comfortable around? Well, see the thing is this: like that, see the thing
4: is The this,
2: person that may be shaking your hand is the one who's shitting your bed. Then that's and that's a fact. But the thing is this: that's why they hated him outside of basketball. He was aloof. He wasn't communicative. He didn't do this. He didn't sign autographs. You know, but one thing he did do. For the Boston Celtics, played his ass off. He gave them what basically what he could give. I'm not and and, and the point I was making, Jay, if you didn't if you didn't hear it earlier, what I was saying is that uh, by Michael Wilbon of ESPN uh, said that if you don't have Bill Russell on your Mount Rushmore, your Mount Rushmore is, is illegit. It's not factual. If you don't have Bill, I, I, I totally disagree. Bill Russell was a great team player. He wasn't great. In, 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 as a player himself, he, offensively, he was weak. He didn't, uh, shoot free throws at a decent percentage, only 50 some percent. You know, he rebounded, played defense, and a great teammate. This is a, this is a fact that I can never argue, or to me, anybody could argue that he was the consummate team player. He won in high school. He was city champs in high school. I don't know if he was state champs, but he was city champs in high school in Oakland. He was, uh, uh, national champions at the san francisco university of the san francisco dons two years him and KC Jones, and then he won the olympics in in 56 and then uh he got into the nba he won you know and he even said himself man uh the the team was it was bob Cousy's team when he first came in there and 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 uh they would give him praise Bob Cousy. I mean, Russell could have had 20-some points and 20-some rebounds, and, and he assisted Bob Cousy, you know. But then after that, pretty much they understood it was Bill Russell that was making all of this happen. and And the thing was, is that he had, fortunately, good players, good team players. So he won 11 championships in 13 years. 57, the St. Louis Hawks beat them. And in 67... Uh, the um, um, the Philadelphia seventy sixers with Wilt, Chet Walker, Wally Jones, you know, man, big Luke I Jackson, think, Billy Cunningham, you know, beat them, I Hal Greer. He, I think he was an excellent
3: basketball player. Now, would I put him above Wilt? And Kareem? No, I don't. I don't. I don't no. think so. I mean, no. but if you're talking about as far as overall teammate yeah. and team player, I would yes. put him ahead of Woke. Yeah. Kareem, I don't know. Maybe slightly ahead of Kareem also, but as far as skill wise. He was good at a couple of things. Overall, should he be on Mount Rushmore? I don't know, man. No. I, mean, I mean, if, 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 if I'm going to put somebody on Mount Rushmore, to me, my my, my number one would probably be Oscar Robinson.
2: Okay, well, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, let me just say this because you know, you, you you're talking about four or five people on a Mount Rushmore, and, and 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 to me, Bill Russell does not make the top four or five people on a on a no. Mount Rushmore given today. You know, and and when when the NBA had its fiftieth anniversary, you know, all those guys were still around. Wilt, you know, uh, Elgin Baylor, who I loved. You know, with my Quite. idol, um, all those guys were still around the top fifty players in the history of the fifty-year history in the NBA, and then of course, uh, this past All-Star game was the seventy-fifth year, and, and and some Caucasians who were on the fiftieth were not on the seventy-five because you're talking about this top seventy-five players. Somebody and there's going to be some cats that are. Uh, I, I may not see it, uh, you know. Would well, be lovely, but hey, t- in twenty five years from now, who will be the NBA's one hundredth anniversary and the top one hundred players? Now there are some cats on there that are, and I and I hopefully, and it better happen. Elgin Baylor better be there on the top one hundred. Otherwise, I'm a haunt them, son of a bitches. <laughs> Because he just well, definitely LG deserves the, it.
3: LG to always, always, he got to be. Don't always be on the list because yeah. he was in the top fifty. Yeah. So you can't take you can't take him off the top fifty, man. I, well, I mean,
2: the top, you know. So you never have to worry about that. But, well, I mean, But well, us, no, no, Jay. There's some guys in the top fifty that didn't make the top seventy five.
3: Oh, but, I don't know. I don't no. know about that because I, I don't. I don't really pay any mind to that because i know i know who my my greats were and um ain't nobody gonna change ain't nobody gonna change my top five so i don't well, well i, it,
2: you I agree with that me too that's the same here but i'm saying there are guys that that were that made it like slater martin who was with the st louis hawks he made the top 50 but he didn't make the top 75 because there well, were so many because there were so many he, of the better he, players. He didn't
3: deserve to be he did deserve <laughs> to be in the top seventy five. That's the if point. Yeah, there, there you go. That's the point. And there's but be you some can't cats. say that about Elgin. No. Because Elgin was probably one of the greatest players to ever lace it, lace it up. Yes. His stats, his 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 work shows it. I mean, the guy Martin you was talking about, okay, yeah, he could be remote. You could be be playing. It's just like people may have. I'll give you a prime example. They may have Clay Thompson on the top one hundred. He didn't make the top seventy five. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, that's I got true. Players that that's I didn't true. understand who were very influential on in the game. I'm not sure if they on the list or not because, like I said, I never really looked at the list. I would take somebody like George mm Hmm. George yep. Gervin really changed the yeah. the, the, well, the see, game in regards to what he was able to do and his size. You, well, well you George Gervin was mean? six.
2: George Gervin was six seven has, as a, as a yeah. slim calf out of Detroit with a slick ass. I mean, beautiful finger roll. And so he didn't change the game. There's there's only no, been about was more, he was more than a finger roll. O. G. Yeah. oh, no, no, man could no. Shoot. He could shoot. He had a beautiful shot. A beautiful touch. I mean, some of his deep bank shots were just flawless. Man, he was cold. He really? was a scorer. He was a scorer. You know, so you know the Ice Man, you know, truly, truly deserves to be in that in, in seventy five and maybe even in hundred. He, I don't think he'll be erased. But there, but but, but my point here is is there there been a few cats that changed the game that that really uh, uh, transitional player Elgin was one of them. Because when Elgin came in along with Russell, those guys are slow. You know, even though the Boston Celtics uh, moved the ball thanks to Russell because he got the ball off the board, kicked it out, and they, you know, they did the fast break thing. But basically, you know, guys, you know, they they weren't as quick and weren't as fast. Elgin brought moves to the game. Elgin, you know, with flair and fades and so forth, he brought moves to the game. Then the next transcendent player was uh, the doctor. The doctor played above the rim. The next transcendent player was Michael. Michael played in in such a fashion as a total domination of the game. No,
3: he wasn't. He wasn't. No, Michael wasn't. The next transcendent players was um, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, did Michael? No. No, No. yes. No, no, no. Magic Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, and Larry and and, and Larry Bird made the NBA today
2: what it is. Michael understand, Jordan understand understand what I'm talking about. Hold up, Remember, hold hold on. Hold no, 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 no hold up Michael. Jay. Hold up Jay. I'm talking about a transcendent player, a player that L- no you. Michael uh, Magic and Bird played excellently. My, Magic was a 6-9 Guard who could look at the floor, look at all of that beautiful passing and so forth. No, he was great at that. that. Larry, did the La- the game, no, bro. it did not. No, it did not. There was
3: only one player in the NBA before him who could act and perform in that fashion on a consistent basis, and that was Oscar Robinson, bro.
2: No, and no. Then, you
3: had, then you had Magic who took it to another level based on his guy court visit and then you had Michael I who ag- came in and
2: did what? I agree what with you Michael I do? hold on I agree with you in respect about Oscar I didn't put Oscar as a transcendent player Oscar was a deep great all around player he was an excellent passer he, he did what uh, uh, um, my, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook has done led the league in uh, uh, triple doubles in a season in a season Westbrook has done that three or four times now. Is he a hey, transcendent player? Is he, Oscar is he a transcendent player? Career, no, he didn't do it for a career, but he definitely did Oscar it for a senior.
3: Oscar did it for, but, but see, this is the thing see, with what you say coming to question. This is the thing. And listen, they don't have the records to show what Oscar did over his career. But when you talk to people who were there at that time and who was part of the game, they would tell you that Oscar averaged over a five-year period of time a triple-double. But we're talking about changing the game. There was no player like Oscar. There was no player that was doing what Oscar was doing. Then after that, like you say, you had the Dr. J's and you had the the Magic, the Birds, and then you had Michael Jordan, who basically was a great player, changed the game because one that had to do also with culture in the way that it was identified in in in, in its growth, in the way that the sneakers and all of those that was transcendent. What okay. Nike was
2: able to okay. do with him. Now, now, let me say it to you this way, what I mean by a transcendent player. They changed the overall game. Like, one could argue that Steph Curry, but Steph Curry didn't start three-point shooting. Three-point shooting came in with the ABA, you know, and the first person to hit a three-point shot in the NBA was Chris Ford of the Boston Celtics. Other cats became more proficient. The first real proficient three-point shooter was Reggie Miller. The next was Ray Allen and now Steph Curry. In fact, Steph Curry, to such extent that many people practice nothing but three-point shooters. They'll, they'll drive up, stop behind the three-point line, and jack it up. Some are doing quite well, some not so much, you know. But he changed the game in that respect. But Michael elevated the game because he was high above the rim. He was soaring. Michael changed the game. And now the third, another transcendent player is LeBron James. Because LeBron James dealt with all of that. Shooting, scoring, assist, rebound, leadership. LeBron James was, who's the next transcendent now, player?
3: LeBron James is not that good of a shooter. Cut it out. He's he's, he's 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 not improved. that good of a shooter. He's improved. Of course, they all games, have. He they wasn't all. a good shooter. Nor
2: was Michael. Nor was yeah, Michael. But Michael, Michael transcended the, the game. That's am Because of what element? The Michael? Dunk. Michael in the in the championship game against Portland in the first three p. He was busting trades, and he himself turned around in the camera and go, I don't know, I'm just feeling it like that. And his three-point shooting became better. The same with Magic Johnson. Every year, Magic Johnson did something to improve himself. His better free-throw shooting, his better three-point shooting, he always had rebound and passing. Magic Johnson not necessarily a transcendent player, but a solid, true, all-around player. Oh, come on, man. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Listen,
3: man, the NBA would not be what it is today without Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, bro. Okay, no, hold on, hold on, Jay. Hold on, hold on again. Hold hold, hold on
2: again. Let me, listen, Jay, stop it. (laughs) Okay, stop it. The NBA would not be where it is without Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, for this reason, the NBA was too black. They even used to call they used to, they used to call the New York Knicks the Niggerbockers. The NBA was too black. Their, their, their series championship series was on tape delay. The NBA was hurting. Many Caucasians could not identify with too many of these black cats on the court. They Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came in at the very right time and the NBA elevated them the NBA put them on center stage consistently either and they against, should have because yes. of their skill their yes. skills and their ability
3: right. to play the game and the players that was around them that they made yes. better listen man I, agree with I ain't you. got no love for no cracker's but I will say this, you gotta give a cracker his his due when it has to do with what is right yes. and what is righteous in regards to what they what they did. And ain't nobody never gonna tell me that Magic Johnson and Larry Bird was trend trendsetters to the growth of the NBA just like Michael Jordan was and just like you know, at this time, Steve, Stephen Curry Curry is. I mean, the NBA would probably not even be what it is today if it wasn't for Stephen Curry. I mean, Stephen Curry is basically over the last, I would say, four to five years, has changed the NBA totally.
2: Well, the thing—the thing, the thing the is NBA this: because totally. yeah, and some some people argue that. Uh, he hurt the NBA because now these cats going to shoot these, you know, twenty footers and so forth, and, so what, what, and nobody's what in, in the, with the game. NBA,
3: what has happened with the NBA is it's more into commercialization. It's more into money than it is into back in the day fundamentals. You understand? That's why you know basketball players they they're more talented. As far as skill wise, on a certain level, but fundamentally, they suck. They got. Well, I'm going to tell you, not I'm going to tell you, i want to end,
2: end this right here because I got to take a break. So when I come back from the break, we're going to talk about Black August. Black August. Oh, Black August. Yeah. Oh, Black. that sounds good to me. Yeah, Black it's August. The first of August. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right, Hotel. All right, Hotel Jay. Yeah. So. Good good banter back and forth. Hold on. Let me get uh, this in. Okay. 469-469. Good afternoon. Uh,
0: uh, hey, brother. I Kevin.
2: Hey, hey, Kev. How are you, brother? How you doing? Good to hear I from you. I am doing well, man. Good.
0: Yeah, headed, headed down to Houston.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Stay cool. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree with you on the Russell.
4: Okay.
0: I got to disagree with you on that. I th- I thought that he was a great player. He, uh, you're right. He wasn't an offensive threat, but I think if he'd have concentrated on that, he'd have been good at that as well. Mm-hmm. But you know what he was was that he had that ability to bring all the players together sure. and bring out the best. Sure, that's what I'm saying. I I mean, his leadership.
2: His leadership in that respect. You, you know, but that's why right. I'm saying, He, you know, as far as him standing alone as a great player, but, I mean, all those intrinsic things that he, you know, embodied, the defense, the rebounding, he was highly intelligent, he was a cat that brought, I mean, anybody who whose high school team excels, then his college team excels, he excelled in the an, Olympics, and then his professional teams far exceeded anybody's imagination by winning 11 championships in 13 years. He is truly the greatest team sport winner in history. Any, any, yep. Nobody it will ever do that. Nobody. Ever. Yep. He's but just, I, I also
0: consider him to be a great player. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew, he, like I said, I, now we never know, but – if he, and I've read, I've read articles about him and information, and he basically made a conscious decision to concentrate on those areas. Okay. I think if he'd have concentrated on scoring more, he'd have been a good scorer. Now you look at, uh, and, and, and I'll say two things and then I'll get off. You look at Magic Johnson. Now Magic Johnson wasn't a great scorer, but he could have been, but he made a conscious decision has to be the uh, consummate team leader. So his thing was getting everyone else involved and making sure that everyone was happy of scoring their points and doing their thing. But scoring for him was really came secondary. He could have scored more, and which he, when he had to, he did. Like the game, the, the game when he was a rookie, when he scored, what was it like? 50 points or something like that in the finals against Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, he scored 40. He scored 40 40 or something like that. 40 points in the finals.
0: And then then you consider that Russell beat that. They beat that after they lost to Philadelphia. They came back and won. And that Philadelphia team. Was great. Yeah, they had Lucius Jackson. Yeah, they, they did. had Hal Greer. Mm-hmm. They had Wally Jones.
4: Yep.
2: Uh,
0: I mean, that was a great team. Billy, oh, Billy Cunningham. Cunningham.
2: Billy Cunningham. They had. They, they were. Yeah. They were a great team. You know, they were
0: great, and mm-hmm. then they had Will. So yeah, I mean, he had to. Uh, this one, I this one, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on. Mm-hmm. Oh I think that I think that he belongs on.
2: Mount Mount, uh, Mount, rushmore? March, okay. Mount rushmore okay okay
0: oh, yeah. I dear don't, i don't know if i want to call him Mount rushmore let's come up with an african name Mark. i'm him got great he should be up there with the state yeah know. <laughs> so all right. yeah so but no no he was he was great he was a great player i have to give no it. doubt
2: no so, doubt let me get out of your ear so all right can my take brother all, all right, right thanks a lot man good to hear from Bye-bye. always peace all right good Good talking to you as well. Yes, it's good, brother Kev. Kevin's a good man. Out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAnAwakening dot com and blacktalkradionetwork.com dot com. Since it's, uh, we're talking about um, Black um, Black August. One of the, when some of the songs that created Black August, is Black August was started in, in the seventies, you know, and in the seventies, you know what was happening. There was a carryover from the sixties about what's going on, and you know, but uh, of course, a lot of us got lost in the seventies. But uh, what's going on?
0: You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie.
5: Dunan, dun, everybody thinks we're a mother who are they to judge us Mother mother simply home sweet where I have love mother, mother.
2: You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Makes you want to holler. Shit <laughs> makes you want to holler. Throw up both your heads, I swear. <laughs> yeah, other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. This is the only program we have on Mondays, unless there's some change, and maybe Brother Elliot hasn't told me. I wish he would. But on Tuesdays, we have Black Reality Think Tank from 8 to 10 with Dr. William Rogers, and then on Fridays at 8 p.m. on Fridays time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard and on Saturdays the Sankofa Elders Council at 7 from 7 to 9 on Saturdays and then on Sundays once again time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard and of course the number to call is 215 490-9832 215 490-9832 yes family it's August 1st Black Friday now Black Friday was started in August, based on the, the happenings uh, in August with the prisoners, but when they started looking deeper, a lot of stuff in August. Mark, I mean, to me, one of the main things in August is Marcus Garvey's birthday, but Renoco's birthday is in August. He died August second, so tomorrow is the first anniversary of his passing, but on the sixteenth, I believe, is his birthday. A lot of things happened in August. The Haitian Revolution. In fact, if you know some things in our history in August, give me a call. 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. You know, uh, believe me, it's uh, August. That's why they call it Black August. You know, a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff has happened this this month and uh, let me look at this Uh, black august originated excuse me in california penal system in the 1970s many significant events in the new african nations struggle for justice and liberation have occurred in august the commemoration of black august particularly hails the advances and sacrifices of American-African freedom fighters, following our several passages, authentic information on Black August, provided by Doc Holliday, an original Conrad of George Jackson. Jackson's Jackson brothers, uh, his younger brother was killed the year before him in August, and he was killed in August of uh, 73. And a long-time figure in the Black Liberation and Prison Struggle. Doc is presently in prison and still in Marion, Maryland, Maryland, Illinois. Maryland, Illinois. The month of August gained special significance and importance in the liberation movement, beginning with the courageous attempt by Jonathan Jackson to demand freedom of political prisoners and prisoners of war, of which the Soldad Brothers case brought to the center of attention. On August 7th, Jonathan Jackson, William Christmas, and James McClain, and Rochelle McGee were gunned down at the Marion County Courthouse in an attempt, attempt for freedom. C. Q McGee remains the sole survivor of that bid for liberation. He also remains a POW at Folsom Prison doing life. Through his rebellion was put down by the McGee was put down by the gory pigs and their agents. It was internalized within the hearts and minds of the people on the outside of the large prison. As well as those in the concentration camps, and prisons, internalize it in the same fashion as we sacrificed their lives for the perp, for the people and for liberation. On August twenty first, in seventy one, almost exactly the year following the rebellion at Marion County Courthouse, George Jackson, older brother of Jonathan, as well as the soldad brothers were, whose freedom was the primary demand of the Marion Rebel uh, Rebellion were assassinated at San Quentin in alleged escape put forth by prison administrations and the state to cover up his conspiracy. George Jackson was a highly respected and personally influenced leader in the revolutionary prison movement. Jackson was also very popular beyond prison, not only because this this is true, this is true because of uh, Sister Angela Davis talked about him a lot. So, this is true. Yeah. This book not only revealed to the public the inhumane and degrading conditions in prison, he more importantly, correctly pointed to the real cause of these effects in the prison as well as in society. A decadent capitalist system that breathes off of racism and oppression. That's right, this capitalist system is... On August 1st in 78, Brother Jeffrey Katara a black freedom fighter and prisoner of war captured within the walls of San Quentin was a victim of blatant assassination by the capitalist corporate medical policies but the Katara was another popular influential leader in the revolutionary movement you know so so it should be clearly understood that Black August is a reflection of the commemoration of history of these heroic uh, leaders that realistically made it possible for us to survive and advance our present level of liberation struggle such as Nat Turner. Nat Turner's rebellion happened in August. Harriet Tubman, Gabriel Prosser, Frederick Douglass, Du Bois, Marcus Garvey, Marcus Garvey's birthday, August. Paul Roberson, Rosa Parks, Dr. King, Malcolm X, and numerous others in our more contemporary period. It must be further clarified that when we speak of cultural development, we are not advocating cultural nationalism and or merely talking about adopting African names, jury, daishikis, etc. Our primary interest lies not only in where we come from, but the nature of why we are forcefully brought here, understanding the character of continuous struggle, and the recognition that it is protracted struggle, and developing the necessary lifestyles to guarantee its success. August 20, 1619, first Africans were captured, were brought here in August of 1619, Jamestown. August 16th, that's Renoco's birthday. August 16th, 1768, Charleston, South Carolina, rebellions, Africans uh, known as the Maroons, engaged British military forces in bloody battle, defending their camp, which was a haven for for a fugitive captives. August 30th, 1800, they set for launching Gabriel Prosser's Revolt. On this day, over a 1,000 th- a armed captives gathered to endeavor to secure their liberty. However, bad weather forced them to postpone. The revolt and betrayal ultimately led to the crushing of their physical force. August 21st in 1831, a revolt launched under the leadership of Nat Turner, which lasted four days and resulted in 51 captors. And their loved ones being subjugated to revolutionary people's justice. say. August twenty ninth, in eighteen forty one, street skirmishes took place in Cincinnati between African and European and Euro- European Americans. Within four, five days of Africans waging a vigilante struggle in defense of their women, children, and property against brutal racist terrorist campaigns. Mm-hmm. August eighteen fifty four. Delegates from 11 states met in Cleveland at the National Immigration Convention of Colored People to advance the position that an independent land base nation be set up for the absorption of captive Africans in Babylon who wanted to return to Africa. August 1st, 1856, North Carolina. Fierce battle erupted between fugitive captives and captive holders, the captors who sought their capture and re-enslavement, the only record casualties were among the the captive holders. (laughs) Really. August 1860, freedom conspiracy uncovered with the discovery of organized camp of Africans and Euro-American co-conspirators in Talagaiva County, Alabama. August 2nd, 1865, in Virginia, a statewide conference of 50 African delegates met to demand that Africans in Virginia be granted legal title to land occupied during the Civil War. Numerous off pitch battles ensued during the same month as terrorist mobs moved to evict Africans from the land and were met with resistance. August 17th, the Honorable Marcus so August 17th, 1887, the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Father of Contemporary African Nationalism, was born. August 1906, African soldiers in service to this country engaged behind racial slurs and discrimination struck out and wrecked the town of Brownsville, Texas. Right on, brothers. Take that shit. In 1906, again in August, Niagara Movement met at Harper's Ferry, Virginia, and and issued... Du Bois' historic manifesto against racist discrimination in this country against Africans. Harper's Ferry, Virginia. Mm. August 1st, 1914, Garvey founds the Universal Negro Improvement Association calling for land, freedom, and independence of African people. August 23rd, in 1917, African soldiers in Houston engaged in street skirmishes that left more than 17 Europeans. Racist Dead, August in 1920, over 2,000 delegates representing Africans from the four corners of the earth gathered in New York City for the International Convention of the Negro Peoples of the World, sponsored by the UNIA. The convention issued a bill of rights for African people. In 1920, over 2,000 brothers and sisters representing Africans from the four corners of the earth gathered for the UNIA. August 1943 slave revolt took place in Harlem as a result of a canine shooting a brother defending the honor of African womanhood more than 16,000 military and police personnel were required to quell the rebellion 1963 August 190,000 Africans 250 people in total Took part in the march on Washington led by Dr. King, a petition for the extension of the rights and privileges due to them mandated by the US Constitution. Nineteen sixty three August. Nineteen sixty four August Africans launched com- comparatively large scale urban s- revolts in the following cities in sixty four. In New Jersey, Patterson, New Jersey. Keensboro, New Jersey, Chicago, Philadelphia, these revolts were for the most part sparked by either police brutality or disrespect shown toward African women. August 65, urban revolts took place in North Philly. August 7th and 8th, 66, large scale revolts launched in Lansing, Michigan. 66, Waukegan, Illinois, urban revolt launched in response to police brutality. Ha-ha! <laughs> August, 30, July 30th and August 2nd, revolt in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Remember it well. Urban revolt in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 67. August 19th to 24th in 67, comparatively large-scale urban revolts launched in New Haven, Connecticut. August 7, 1970, Jonathan Jackson killed in firefight while leading... Uh, that was uh, George Jackson's younger brother in Marion County Courthouse raid the 21st the following year August 21st Jackson sh- George Jackson George Jackson shot and killed in San Quentin by tower guards most standard history books tend to either play down or ignore American African resistance as a factor in the destruction in the sla- of the slave economy on the other hand, when one understands that new one understands that Africans are still an oppressed nation, the reason for such deception becomes clear. Black August contends that not only was such resistance a factor in the destruction of this slave economy, but African resistance to slavery continues to inspire new African resistance to national oppression. The author of the New Slave recounts that personal remarks of one new African involved in this civil rights struggle. Personal remarks here. From personal experience, I, I can testify that American Negro revolts made a tremendous impact on those of us in the civil rights and black liberation movement. It was the single most effective antidote to the poisonous ideas that Africans had not, had not a history of struggle or that such struggles took the form of nonviolent protests. Understanding people like Denmark Vesey, Nat Turner, William Lord Garrison, etc., provided us with the with the link to our past that few ever thought existed. Black August contends that from the very inception of captivity, Africans huddled legally, illegally, to commemorate and draw strength from Africans' captivity who met their death, resisting. I Black August assists that It is only natural for each generation of new Africans faced with the task to liberate the nation, to draw strength and encouragement from each generation of African warriors that preceded him. It is from such a rich heritage of resistance that African, that black August developed, committed to continue the legacy and resistance avowing to respond to the call for the destruction of colonial oppression with our George Jackson, Malcolm X, and that's right. Fred Hampton was born in August. Yeah, Fred Hampton. African resistance moved decisively into the 1920s and 30s. Evidence of this movement, like the African Blood Brothers, the sharecroppers, the black Bolsheviks, unduly there is an incorrect tendency to confine the discussion of African nationalism to the well-known Garvey movement as a sole manifestation of national consciousness. The Garvey movement was the point of emerging politics, of a new African resistance. In labor, national consciousness, literature, jazz, art, etc., in the struggle for land, in all areas of politics, like a great explosion of previously pent-up national consciousness took place among new Africans. The 60s were a further example of new African resistance to national oppression. It should be emphasized here that the struggle of nonviolence, was at the time a strategy of of illegality, of danger, of arousing new Africans to direct confrontation with colonial oppression. Whether it was a sit-in, a segregated segregated lunch counter, or a bus station, the movement deliberately broke the colonial law. Inevitably, the anti-colonial struggle moved to a higher level Beyond the initial stage of nonviolent civil rights protests, the nonviolent civil rights struggle was tied and, disc- and discarded by new Africans who found that it was a failure incapable of forcing the entrenched settler colonial regime to change. African Black August purports that it is important to briefly mention such events to counter the colonial propaganda that the riots of the '60s was due to anger brought on by overcrowding and summer heat. Black August asserts that in order for new Africans to arise to historical task of defending the nation, it is imperative that new Africans have a historical perspective of themselves resisting colonial oppression. Black August averts that at a time when black nation is experiencing destruction of its community through planned gentrification, at a time when the quality of African life is being blotted through unemployment, prisons, drugs, high infant mortality and poverty, the call for African organizations should be one of resistance. Black August is the antithesis to celebration and empty homage. Black August attempts to place struggle and sacrifice on the center stage. In this respect, Black August summons all progressive people who identify with the legacy and resistance to colonial oppression to actively participate in Black August. Thus, during the entire month of August, in commemoration of those Africans who had made the supreme sacrifice for the cause of African liberation, and reflect upon the significance of those contributions, as well as to draw closer to the continuing necessary uh, necessity for resistance, we embrace the following tenets to practice during Black August. Here's the things you should do. Tenets for the Black August program. Fast which has historically been used as an expression of personal commitment and resistance. Hence, from sunrise until evening we'll be abstained from eating. We abstain from consuming any type of of intoxicants for the entire month of August. The the necessity for this should be self-evident for all serious participants of black August. Number two, we limit our selection on television and radio to educational programs, i.e. documentaries and cultural programs. Number three, Black August. We establish political and cultural studies for individuals involved in Black August. Participants in Black August should pair off with someone else you know to study and share knowledge of African affairs. Number four, as an outward expression of Black August, we wear a black armband on the left arm or or wrist as a tribute to those Africans who have died as a result of their sacrifice for African liberation. The arm band can be worn on either inside or outside of your clothing. Black August is a revolutionary concept. Therefore, all revolutionary nationalists and otherwise who are committed to ending oppression should actively participate in Black August. Such participation not only begins to build the bridges of international solidarity, but it but it's th- through such solidarity that we strengthen ourselves to struggle for victory. I say black August family. Yeah. Let me get a couple of, couple of callers in here and continue with this conversation. Brother Paul, is that you?
6: Absolutely. Baba How are you?
2: I am doing well, my friend. How are you doing, man? Yes,
6: sir. Baba you know, today is as you rightfully it's uh, the power uh, of this month. But you know, what we've done, some of the more conscious people, we've uh, decided not to give power to Augustus Caesar. To call, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, 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 as opposed to calling it Augustus, 1st of August,
2: mm-hmm. we call
6: it, uh, we've we, right. we, we translated it to the 1st of Mosiah. Giving mm. homage to Marcus Garvey, as opposed to Augustus Caesar. No, I like that yeah. bad
2: brother Paul. I like that too, bad. This is, oh, this month, yeah. <laughs> month is uh, the month the of true. Mosiah. That's right, the month, the month of, of
6: Mosiah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. how we call it. Yeah, and it's emancipation day. Mm-hmm. So, um, what happens is, is on this day, a great deal of people gather at uh, a place called Winwood uh, Square, which is in Brixton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brixton is an area in South London, which is uh, mm-hmm. quite uh, known as an area where most of the people who migrated from the Caribbean first mm-hmm. congregated. It's similar to Harlem and similar to um, those type of areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's that that that's what what I wanted to add to your um mm-hmm. your delivery. Yeah. Right
2: absolutely. on. Well, I mean, there's a lot in areas of, of, of the world uh, that resistance has taken place, but it just so happens that's, that it is ironic that in the month of August, a lot of it has, you know, dealt with issues that have happened. I remember, like I said, I just read about, my, I just mentioned Milwaukee because I remember that very well, you know. and But there were rebellions happening all over, so-called riots happening all over, you know. And so, um yeah. So I'm quite sure the UK things were happening is there as well, you know. Yeah. So definitely. So I want to play uh, another piece here, uh, Black August, and uh, and and uh, talk more about it. So you just hang on with me, okay, Brother Paul? Yes, definitely. All right. Once again, uh, after I play this, you can join the conversation at 215 490 9832. And of course, you guys who have been in the queue, you know what to do. You can hit star twice and you can get in the queue. All right.
5: murder
6: of George Floyd and the knee on his neck is a direct correlation to anti police brutality activists from the 1960s and 70s
5: who recognized this
1: form of terrorism early on and fought back against it. <laughs>
2: It is a celebration of the collective struggle that we as African folk have had to have while fighting against white supremacism, while fighting against police terrorism. Right here, here in Black August, because this is how we're going to figure out what to do. You know what I mean?
3: Where to go next? What moves to make next? You know what I mean? So, you know, with Mo,
2: with that being said, mm-hmm. you know, um, we have a fantastic lineup. Transmitting somewhat live from an undisclosed location on this spaceship called Earth. It is I, Yasin Bey. My name is Oswin Benjamin. I'm with the Undeniable Band right now. And I just want to thank Black August for having me on the bill, along with a bunch of other phenomenal artists.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sampa the Great, and this here is Black August.
5: Live from Oakland, California. The Bay Area, Black August, this is for our political prisoners. I'm here today to just talk to you about the importance of infusing the narrative of freeing all political prisoners into the Black Lives Matter, into Black August celebrations. Yo, it's good? It's Ben Marley and I'll tune into Black August.
4: This is Black August
6: 2020. I am Rhapsody.
3: Black folk been dying and they're going to keep dying. The police been
0: firing, they're going to keep firing. The government lying and they're going to keep lying.
6: In many ways, we are all
5: in prison, but we have some brothers who have really been locked up unnecessarily for
3: an ungodly period of time. All power to the people, AP to the P.
0: Peace and respect, y'all. My name is Johnny. Thank you for rocking with we'll me, Black August 2020.
3: It's your girl, E.F.A. and we celebrating Black August resistance.
5: Black August, this is the shit, man. Shout out to y'all having us. Um, we live, come on. It's an honor and a privilege to be here rocking, for black august
3: it's a, a remembrance of the struggle of black people not only in
2: august but specifically acts that happened in august
4: ripped us
5: apart like mr did Seely and nettie they like a machete slice open our bond pieces of us scattering every which way
1: if we could turn in this skin these sharpened bones this brain full of power and history who would we resemble invisible doesn't come in black
5: Black August, we speaking, we
1: performing We doing this for political prisoners For black resistance around the world Make some noise for that, y'all
2: Black August family Yeah, the the last poet that spoke was Jessica Moore. I don't know if you watched uh, Deaf Poetry Jam back in the day. She was a sister from Detroit. Outstanding poetess man. You can go online because I did that about oh, last year to hit, just to reminisce. Cause she to me the sister was beautiful. She's fine. She was, you know, but her poetry was just hidden. Just to kick care more. Yeah. Um uh, the other thing about Black August things that happened in August, um, we're going to Promote Watt Stack. watch Stack. The, the Watts riots happened in August. You know, in 1968. In uh, 67, 67. Five years later, in 1972, Stack Records, out of Memphis, Tennessee, and its lineup of of, of artists. Isaac Hayes being one of the top line top artists of Stack Records, Rufus Thomas, Carla Thomas, The Bar-Kays, you know, many, many others out of coming out of Stack Records in Memphis went to LA at the Sports Coliseum, the Coliseum in LA. And and it was a Sunday, August 20th of 1972 and put on a concert And so we're going to have a brother who was in the documentary. Brother Gerald Thomas He's going to be my guest on that uh, the 19th, because also in August of 1970, the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters was started in Hartford, Connecticut. So on the 20th, I'm going to Hartford, Connecticut that Saturday. I'll be in Hartford for a week at the convention. We didn't have it in Twenty because of the of, of the pandemic, so we're having it now in nine in twenty twenty two, the twentieth and the fiftieth anniversary of our organization. The fifth anniversary of our organization, and so, um, yeah. So we're going to have Watchstack. Stack. In fact, I'm going to be constantly pushing this because, you know, when you hear of other anniversaries of. of, of Watchstack deserves this. I don't know. It, it, I don't know uh, if you've seen it. If you remember it with Richard Pryor, cut all the cutaways and how it was done. WatchTech is the bomb, brother. I I fell in love with Watchstack. I've seen it at the movies when it was out, and then uh, I had a tape and I had a DVD. I watched it periodically. Had other friends watch it. I loved Watchstack, man. I love and the cutaways, man, Johnny Taylor at the club, uh, being induced by Rufus Thomas, singing about Jody and all the pimps and players. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, Wastak is the bomb. You know, Richard Pryor, some, some of his stuff. And the people, the brothers and sisters, that's how I, um, one of my brothers um, in um, L.A., He's retired now, L.A. Uh, County. And uh, Brent, Brother Brent Burton, who is the curator of the American African Firefighters Museum in L.A., he knew Gerald Thompson. And he hooked me up with Gerald Thompson. In fact, on the 40th anniversary, I was in Milwaukee, of course, at the time, and I was doing a radio program on the WMCS, I was substituting for this brother, you know, brother Earl Ingram was substituting on his show. I was, And so I had him come on and me and him chopped it up about Watch Deck 40th, 40th anniversary. So we're going to do this thing on the 50th, which is monumental. And I and and, and I really would love for many organizations, I really would love for there'll be a push just like they did uh, Summer of Soul, you know, of course, maybe not to that magnitude because that was very commercial, but at least pushing our community to promote, to look at Wattstack is dynamic. It's, a, you know, just like uh, Melvin Van Peoples say, we're doing it our way. We're doing it our way, Melvin Van Peoples. Yeah. And I think about that too, man. You know, when you look at that and you look 50 years later, you know, some of the people who are now ancestors, you know. Yeah. It's just like when you look at the two ancestors that just transitioned, Michelle Nicholas and Bill Russell. You yeah. know. So if you want to get in this conversation, we'll have a couple of minutes left. Hit start twice, uh, or just give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215 2-5-4-9-0. 490 Wednesday, I'm going to talk about this brother named Moses West. Maybe Research West can give me some assistance. This brother developed a clean water machine. This brother developed a clean water machine. He had it manufactured in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. The machine takes moisture out of the air and begins to filter and purify it to clean water. Brothers and sisters, the most important things that we as human beings need is clean water, drinking water. Hey, oh, yo, you you
3: would think you would think that they would push this, brother. Yes, you would think, but somebody even tried to sabotage the yes, brother. You are right. You would you would you would think that they would have him replicate. Yes. This and all of the places where they're having problems with water, because they check the this out, and all of that. Because check it but out, you in, know, in, you've in. even had some who questioned them, call them a quackpot, and all this and that.
2: Because you know why? White folks don't right. own it, right? And the other thing is, well, a a Caucasian company in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, produced it, but it is his design. It is his making, Brother Moses West. But they try to sabotage his machine in Flint, Michigan. Yeah.
3: The place where they needed it. The most. The place where they needed it the most. It just goes to show how, as a society, we just a sick society, man. Yeah. We're a sick society. And you know what shows the sickness is? What we're producing in this time and age musically. You were just talking about Stacks and Watts and all of that. Do you know, listening to the artists of the day, they ain't damn near, near one. That could bring me to tears. Oh like hell no. Wines could. No, no! No one could give me the joy really that a titty could. Right, uh, 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 Al Green. Right, uh, I mean, it just goes to show the absolute wickedness, right, of the white man in his fear of culture. And we don't understand it, man. To listen to where we was musically, and today, back it's in a damn the day, shame. to where we are today,
2: it's a damn shame.
3: And you don't think we, as a people, have not regressed? No, it's you degrading.
2: Your F in mind,
3: it's degrading. The music is oh, it, it's beyond degrading. I, yeah, you can't even yo. I can't even listen to this trash today, man. I can't even. It Man,
2: is. It's, it really is. It's sad.
3: Like, I was hanging out with a with a nephew of mine who's like thirty-seven years old. And the shit excuse my language, but the shit at thirty seven years old he was listening to, I had to. I had to tell him to turn the MFN I know. radio off. Yeah. And you don't have the sense to listen to something more appealing than this absolute filthy trash in my presence as an elder. I said, your daddy didn't even expose you to this yeah. nonsense. you should, I told him, he looked at me. He looked at me. And what? he turned the radio off. And then he had the nerve to say something. I said, look, man, I'm too old to get into this type of debate with a thirty seven year old. If you can't see that this is not life giving music, then I don't know what the F to tell you. Yeah. And this will and this will get ugly this will get <laughs> ugly quick, son. Yeah. <laughs> so just let's let's don't even let's don't even yeah, talk go about
2: it. Exactly. Let's go, go on. Let's go yeah. on. Yeah.
3: You know. It's yeah. crazy. Well, I listen, mean, I mean to 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 not understand the words of a Marvin Gaye, to not understand the soul of a Teddy Pendergrass, to not understand the pure soul of a yeah. Al Green, and you know we ain't even talking about Stevie. Yeah. We not. Yeah. Oh man, it, 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 I, I it, know. it's 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 heartbreaking, O.C. Yeah. to 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 witness it musically man i mean well you know, way, soldier, uh, you know sister soldier with uh, my
2: collection you know i was i was when i was at our our conference in D, in, in new orleans at at uh, dillard university our training program i went into uh the cafeteria area uh, there was a uh store where they sell the paraphernalia for the university of dillard and over the over the speaker was a radio station talking about hip-hop and so forth and they had Sister Soldier on and I stopped whatever I was doing, I was listening attentively. She talked about how she can't get a record deal. They don't want, they're don't. they not going to promote conscious rap or conscious hip-hop. They're only going to promote this garbage. And this is in the 80s. This is the 80s. She said they're going to be promoting this garbage about kill this and kill that nigga this nigga that drug this drug that. You know, and she was on point because that's what happened after that. I heard another piece uh, related to that where this brother said, yeah, I went to a meeting of of, of executives and this, that, and the other, and they talked about how they're going to do this and build prisons because they're going to be promoting this this madness which causes cause us to maim and hurt and kill each other and imprison ourselves, selling drugs and so forth. So, I mean, this all this stuff is happening to us is by design, but it is not ours, but we actually Well, you to it. know,
3: I always say this about Sister Soldier. Thank God I'm one of the lucky ones who had the opportunity and the privilege to be there with her, around her, and in her comfort at the time when she was doing the, what
2: she was doing. Yeah. And being and attacked, and 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 being attacked by Clinton, I can't stand them damn Clintons.
3: Well, being I mean, if nobody, nobody, no, you know something, man. The reason why I respect her so much is because she's never really told the truth about what happened with, with that Clinton situation. To be honest with you, and I know this firsthand as a fact. I ain't even, I don't, I can tell you as a fact, Jesse Jackson. Al Sharpton, Farrakhan, Ben Chavis, and all of those other civil rights leaders is the reason why you had Bill Clinton. Because Mm -hmm. she was going to deal with Bill Clinton. She would have exposed Bill Clinton for the overseeing racist dog that he was.
4: Oh, believe me, you're right.
3: so-called black leaders. you're right. Them them so-called black leaders... Told her to back off, and they'll handle it. And look what we got—we yeah. got that son of a bitch yeah. who did more harm and more yep. wicked that crime bill than one could imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah man, you man, You know, as, Hey, listen, as, as, Jay. You know, I gotta go. Of that, you know, I gotta go, brother.
3: Okay, tell you, but, but uh, you know, one day we'll we we'll tell the yeah. the true story behind. Oh yeah, you what know they did. To
2: oh, her. for sure. Let's do that. You know, I'm I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm all oh, about yeah. that. You know that, Jay? I was there. Okay, well, I was there in well, the roo- in, in the room
3: around them uh, firsthand, brother.
2: Okay. Well, listen. It you know, I'm. I'm going to talk. Know the truth; it'll blow you away. I hear you. I'm going to talk about Moses West, man. And so, if you have any information, anything about that, if research, if research West, if research West is listening, listening, please. Uh, a brother named Moses Wessie developed a clean water machine it was manufactured in uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin I have a I have a short little video that uh, uh, another brother sent me um, and so I'm going I'm to play that but uh, I'm going to try my best to find information on that because the bottom line, water is a necessity it bothered me brother um, Milwaukee used to have some of the cleanest water uh, period you know, Lake Michigan, right there is, is a, a, a an abundant resource. The, the Great Lakes. That's why the uh, the Midwest is so p- p- preferred because that's fresh water right there. Five Great Lakes. You know, and Lake Michigan. Until what happened? Cryptosporidium in the '90s came into the water, and people had to buy. Everybody got to buy bottled water. Bottled water everywhere. You know, and a lot of times the bottled water is just tap water. It's the same damn water. They might call it spring water. They might call it artesian water. They might call it distilled water. Just some damn bottled water, you know? But this brother developed this machine, and we're going to try. I'm trying my best to get more information on it to we'll talk about it on Wednesday. All right, Brother Jay, Brother Paul, all you other brothers and sisters who are listening, I appreciate you. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E. Because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, that they can't do without, and they shone hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. sana means thank you. Be victorious. Before means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day. Peace family. Hope to see you on Wednesday.